Blog Talk Radio. is a new year, so don't look old. Get a new look, a new you at Vamoose Salon. Kegalure at Vamoose Salon specializes in making a basic look 
Bang, located at 703 3rd Avenue North Birmingham, or call 205-234-2743 and ask for Kay Galore. Tell her the Empress sent you. Everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Hello. Hello, everybody. This is Imp, and it is Wednesday, February the 11th, 2015. We're right around the corner from Love Day 2015, and we're going to talk about that tonight. You know, I wanted to talk about a little bit of what has happened with me today because I need to really just get it off my chest. It has been amazingly around the um um it takes me all away around to everything uh what's going on and I'm trying to type at the same time and if you're trying to tune in live go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the empire D A E M P I R E and tonight's show is live. I should be showing as a live show with a red bar where you can go specifically to the live show that is happening right now here on The Empire. Uh, tonight's show, of course, is going to be about what we can do about spicing up uh, the lives of those who decided that they want to participate <laughs> in Valentine's Day. And, you know, I haven't had the pleasure of being in a serious relationship for some time now, and because of that I haven't had um, – um, I, I just haven't had anything uh, particular to plan. I've just kind of winged it for about the last five years. Uh, I did have one year where I had a, a Valentine's dinner with a best friend guy of mine in Atlanta. We had a good time. I had actually a table discussion about love and relationships, politics. It was a live event, and it was really, really great. had a good time with that. Um I would say a couple of years ago, I decided to have dinner with just some other single girlfriends. But tonight, we're going to try to keep it 100. We're going to try to talk about it for really because Valentine's Day is about the special person in your life. And I'm not saying that it has to be the person that you are uh, uh, married to, per se. But, you know, a lot of married people that I was able to talk to just don't really, you know, do anything extra. You know, it's almost predictable what they're doing on um, on Valentine's. And actually, I was talking with a couple of the people, um, of you know, in my little circle, and they said that, you know, it's not, 
that exciting to them because it's very predictable. It's like they know what restaurant they're going to go to. They know about uh, who um, they're going to either go with, what they're going to see. If You know, there's no spontaneity uh, to it. Uh, it's just kind of weird. You know, I just didn't expect to hear that at all. I heard that from married people. I heard it from single people. I heard it from people all the way around. And I just didn't think it would be something of a, mm, this is just not my thing. So I kind of reached out to some, uh, well, inadvertently reached out. And I saw different threads and I saw different things that people were talking about. And just to compare how the United States kind of, Valent, um, you know, does the Valentine's uh, event planning in other countries. It's vastly different. It's very, very different with other countries with how they celebrate. Actually, in Italy, the history for Valentine's is just as long as it is here. Uh, they used to celebrate it with a spring festival, and in that spring festival, the first man that a woman saw on that day would either be like the man that she would marry in the way that he looked and his stature and that sort of thing, or she would actually marry that man within a year. This is just one of the traditional Italian Valentine's historical facts. Uh, while here in the United States, we usually give a heart-shaped box of assorted candies. There in Italy, it's the Bassi, Perugina, which is a chocolate-covered hazelnut. That is there. A particular type of Valentine giving over there And I don't even know if I like hazelnuts So I was like, okay, I'll pass that And I will also pass waking up and looking Because I would damn wear some, some blinders Because I'm sure I would see the most rusty man in the world When I woke up if it was with my luck But in South Korea, they actually celebrate the 14th of every month, but particularly the 14th of February is a Valentine's type of celebration, and each month they celebrate, depending on other corresponding holidays, of course, but on Valentine's for the South Koreans, it's where the women are the givers of the gifts. The women are the ones who give gifts of chocolate to their significant other, and in turn, the following month, the man gives the gift. So if this was, see, this is month two. So if they were to start it off where the man gave in January the 14th, then of course, February the 14th, it would be our turn to give to them. And I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, but one thing about it, March the 14th for South Koreans is known as White Day. And on that day, men are meant to be you know, with their female counterpart, and they give candy, but it is always a non-chocolate type of candy. April the 14th for them is called Black Day, and it's geared toward people who are not in relationship. And on that day, people, of course, wear black, and they mourn their single lives, which is why they call it Black Day. But they're supposed to also eat these particular type of noodles on the 14th of April, those noodles are too black, and they call them, I can't even say it, but it's jejemion noodles, and those noodles are black in color, so you wear black, you eat black, and you mourn the death of being single so that in the years to come that you don't have to be single. I mean, have you ever heard of such, okay? I would just 
say that, you know, flowers are nice, but I'm so, like, behind the times with regard to what people do and how it's supposed to be done. So I had to ask an expert, and I'm calling my girl an expert, and she's already on the line with us. Aria, are you there, and can you hear me? Yes, darling, I can hear you. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on to the show with us tonight. We're going to have a good time tonight, and we're going to talk about sex. I'm sure we're going to talk about what we can do to spice it up because the last thing we want to know is or hear is that we had a boring love day. I mean, I was really shocked to hear that people even would express that as uh, a description of what they expected on Valentine's Day. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. And and am I saying your name correctly? Because it's a very unique name. Um, I can't say that you're the only Aria that I know and make sure that I'm saying that correctly. Is that correct? It's Aria. But yes, yes. Aria. That's very beautiful, very beautiful name. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Aria. Um, Well, um, I am an erotica author. Um, My um, focus point is on alternative sexual lifestyles. Um, I am, how do I say? I'm not vanilla, meaning I am alt- I am alternate lifestyle identified. Um, I also had an erotic talk radio show on Monday night, also on BTR, called Into Temptation, um, where we talk about all sorts of sexual topics, also erotic talk, sexual health and education. Um, uh-huh. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Well, that that well, that's great, and I did. I was able to listen in a little bit. I had lots of fourth and fifth grade homework on Monday, so in between listening and um, actually going into their books and helping fill out this form, I mean, you know, being a mom is really hard. I'm not sure if you have kids or not, but they interrupt the flow of everything, so my intentions were to be with you, but I did hear you, and it was so funny because you were just actually so open and inviting to one caller, and he actually asked that if he didn't go out with a female that you would be his valentine. I thought that was the cutest thing that I had ever heard. I thought it was so cute, and you were so sweet. You said, sure, I sure will. I mean, he was ready. I mean, you did something to that man just on that short amount of time. I said, oh, my God. I said, I got the right one. I got the right one for tonight's show. So with erotic po- is it erotic poetry that you have, how easy is it to uh, get people to hear it without blushing? Because just your voice alone it did something to that man on the other side because he was like, give me your number, baby. Give me your number. He was ready. <laughs> he was ready. Actually, the How funny thing is, is he, he he didn't want to leave his number. He had gotten all this courage to ask me out, and I was like, okay, well, if it doesn't work out with you and the young lady, um, you know, you can always give me a call or email me, and he just wouldn't leave his information. Okay. I was like, oh, come on. Exactly. Like, what is that about? You get all the way there, and then you don't even follow through. Um, 
And have you found that to be the truth just because of the subject matter? I mean, because you, you're on the phone. It's not like you were sitting there talking with him, you know, face-to-face. So what mm-hmm. what do you, do you find that a lot happens? It happens a lot. Now, I'm not a poet. I um my I write books. I'm a novelist. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But I okay. do find that with the subject matter, with the subject matter being um, prior to Fifty Shades of Grey, with that, well, even with Fifty Shades of Grey, with that subject matter being so incredibly <laughs> behind the hand mm-hmm. to find someone mm-hmm. that they can look at and say, so you do that stuff? Do you uh-huh, do uh-huh. that stuff? Do you do you know people that do that stuff? It's it's um I get a lot of blushers. I get a lot of people that, Oh uh-huh. my goodness, are you I don't know if I can and then of course, you know, right. through coaching of myself and my partners and uh-huh. and uh-huh. friends of mine, they come back and they're like, We did it. Oh, I knew you could <laughs> That is just so amazing. I think that is very um, um, timely that we're having this discussion because I was just made aware that Fifty Shades of Grey is coming out on um, in, on Valentine's Day, and you know I tried to read the book because it was such a big you know hit supposedly, and I really couldn't get past the first few pages, and I. I kind of thought that maybe I was a very open-minded person about sex because I, you know, I'm not really, uh, I'm not in a relationship for one, but I do say that it is a, a disservice to yourself to not take care of that part of yourself as well as everything else. I mean, we brush our teeth, we mm-hmm. comb our hair, we go for physicals and we do all the other things, but as far as our sexuality, for some reason, we just don't address that. And particularly black women act as if this is something that you can just lock and key and put away. Do you find that to be the truth in your uh, writings or do you write with regard to, you know, certain experiences that you've had yourself or what what, what you have noticed in our community of women? What I specifically notice about um, black women especially is that we're still light years behind um, our Caucasian counterparts. Let's let's just be honest about Uh this thing. Because we are, um, for for a number of reasons, um, we are still in a generation gap of that um, older Southern Baptist religious good girls do this and bad girls do that, and we're still trying to break the shackles of that. That we can enjoy being sexy and and you know wanton, and we can be experimental and still be ladies. It's so hard to break that. Um, and see, yeah. but is there a difference? Is there really a difference between what black women? Because I, I I I wonder if it's just we suppose that it's a difference. I think we be doing the same things they do, or do we not? Well, we I will say not that we don't do them. We're not as open to it. Okay. Um, and okay. I'm just you know even with 
you know, being just, you know, going into the community. Um, a lot of times I ride buses, um, uh-huh. you know, just so I can hear people talk, uh-huh. um, just uh-huh. to listen to young teenage white girls and teenage black girls, uh-huh. worlds apart uh-huh. in terms of what they're, you know. Um, I, I, even when I was entering um, alternative lifestyles, and I would talk to them, and I, I'm not particularly up there in age. I'm, I'm still fairly young. I'm only 31. Um, but when I started okay. kind of coming into my own sexually, and, hey, I has anybody ever had these thoughts? The first thing uh-huh. my girlfriends would say is, girl, we don't do stuff like that. Mm-mm. Girl, I like you to do stuff like that. We don't do, what, what did you tell me? That's it. That's it. And well, we've all is- heard that. The minute you come in and say yes, something, they have. look at you like, that ain't what we do. Yes. Yes. And then oh, you start goodness. to think there's so something that's wrong true. with you. <laughs> right, right, right. What's now I, I will say that do you think do you think that um any particular happening, because we're gonna talk in detail if we can, we can talk in detail and I know you told me the circumstances that you had going on at home and I don't want to keep you too long if, if you need to go. But oh I God, want Jesus to uh note Okay. So I'm trying to wonder, okay, there are some differences between, and and people are different. Even inside of the black communities, there are different types of black women first, and that's just the differences in choice. The differences Mm -hmm. in capabilities, I think, is just really, really narrow. What exactly, because we're talking about Valentine's Day, and I have heard on my show, on other shows, the comparison between the sexual differences in women. Some men say that we're exactly the same, that we do Mm -hmm. the same things, that, you know, once you've done one, you've done the other. But what are the differences? Because I think there must be something that we're not doing because it's being said, and it's being said more frequently. Um, You just said that the women even say, we don't do that. What are we not doing? What are we not doing? We are not, you know, we are we are forgetting our biggest sexual organ. It is not our breast. It is not our vaginas. It is our mind. Our biggest sexual organ is our imagination, and so many of us are limiting that to, you oh, wow. know, just you know, to penetration or to you know, uh-huh. and, and if you could. I mean, just saying that. Let's. Um, you never know what you'll like until you've tried it. You can't say what uh-huh. isn't for you until you've gone there. Now let them, now let's uh-huh. not get simple. <laughs> there is just some stuff that we try. Girl, you won't kill me. Now, so you okay? So there's some. I, I do agree. Like we totally agree, and we had conversation because I think that. For some reason, you felt that there may have been like this vast difference between us, and I would, I would dare, and I don't know still the difference so far of how even you and I are, because I think that I represent a certain uh, uh, grade of woman. I'm a little bit older than you. I'm ten years okay. older than you, but we're still women, so mm-hmm. we're, we're we are the same. We're both right. sisters, we're both African-American women, so I think we're still yep. the same. What made you feel that it may be a little bit different, the sexual uh, 
uh, opportunities that you would take that you thought that, yeah, what do you think that okay. I would be, like, kind of put off by? Because I, I'm just interested. Okay. Um, just in um, sexual lifestyle, um, let's okay. let's take the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Um, okay. I, I, I personally don't blame you for wanting to put that book down after a couple pages. <laughs> um, oh, I wasn't, really? I wasn't blown away by it myself, and I wasn't blown away by it because I'm a practitioner. And as a practitioner okay. of the lifestyle that she was trying so desperately to portray, I felt that it mm-hmm. fell flat of mm-hmm. showing what it is we do, um, both relationally mm-hmm. and sexually. And oh. the other I've already thing, got a question. Okay. <laughs> look, I got my- Look, I got my hand up in the room like you can see me. Um, what is the lifestyle? Okay, because when I hear lifestyle, I think that anything that's not one, two people and that is not married or just two people, you know, or, you know, two people that's in a relationship, whether it's homosexual, two people, or heterosexual, two mm-hmm. people, or two married people, that okay. is what I would call not lifestyle. What do you mean by lifestyle? Well, this particular lifestyle is an acronym. Um, the letters of this mm-hmm. acronym are B, D, S, M. And when you break it up, it's B and D, bondage and discipline, C and S, dominance and submission, and then S&M, sadism and masochism. And it is exactly, yes, it's exactly as it sounds, bondage, being bound in some way, being tied up, being um, handcuffed, being whatever that is. And the bondage can be something as light as a pair of fuzzy handcuffs or it can be as elaborate as being um, elevated from something. Wow. Okay, so... That you're a representative of that type of lifestyle. What yeah. is like is 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 that a necessity or a choice for you to have a sexual fulfilling? Because I want to introduce whatever you feel like would be something that you would like tell your sister girl, girl, you need to try this right here. <laughs> is that something that's going to make sure that she has a orgasm, or is this just some type of change to add a little spice to the love making that they're already doing? It would depend on how kinky said person is. For me, okay. without this stuff, I find sex very boring. But for really? Else, yes. But for someone else, this could be, hey, we're going to spice this up on Valentine's Day. I'm going to tie daddy up, and then I'm going to let him go, and wait. <laughs> well, I will be the first to tell you I have never in my 41 years been bound. Like I have this, you know, I, I have a different type of background with regard to just my life. I'm a survivor of domestic violence. So not being able to move freely, even though it's with someone that you care about, um, mm-hmm. it, that's scary to me. Like you mm-hmm. you are not afraid of him tying you to the bed and just like going to the mall or something. Mm-mm. And a lot of women in this lifestyle are domestic violence survivors. More really? Confused. Yes, they are. But it's the difference, the difference and, and you would be surprised how many people 
protest this lifestyle because they say it's so violent. The difference between mm-hmm. what you survive and what we mm-hmm. do is consent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I consent to okay. everything that he does. Mm-hmm. And if I don't consent, then it's something else. Mm-hmm. It's no longer BDSM. Now we're talking about abuse. Now we're talking about somebody going to jail mm-hmm. because I I don't have any problem arresting people. <laughs> Okay, because I saw, okay, what I saw on your page was what I thought was a whip. And I actually have a miniature, I just like the way it looks. It's just really cool to me because I have a miniature one of those as a key ring. And I just mm-hmm. have always had it. And I have been, and I think I've had that car, that car uh, key ring for about three or four years. And I get the weirdest looks from some of the girls and guys when, you know, when I lay my keys down. And it just, I just thought it was cute because it's leather. It matches the purse that I had. It actually came with the purse. So it's not technically a whip or a flogger, but you educated me just on that. So the props, let's talk props first. What do you think is a necessity for a woman to have, uh, just to to have, like it's a must-have in your drawers at home? Okay. Well, if we're talking about um, the average woman, I don't want to say, you know, the average woman. The average woman, I mm-hmm. feel, should have a toy bag. Okay. Uh, the toy bag could, should always that. consist mm-hmm. of a bullet. Every woman needs a bullet. Got one. Yeah. Every woman needs a bullet. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Um, I think every woman needs a vibrator. Um, preferably one okay. with a, yeah, I, I think preferably one with a um a G spot locator. Um but I prefer the longer ones because they know they also locate your A spot, which I think is a magnificent spot. More as magnificent than the G spot a lot of times. I think every now woman see, should have now a lot. Okay, you have <laughs> okay, you said some about some spots now. I have no idea. <laughs> About okay. now, I've heard that there are more than one, and mm-hmm. I knew that there was a G, and I knew mm-hmm. I thought I, there was another one, um, but you said the A spot. Mm-hmm. The A where spot is, tends where is to be that? about if you know where your G spot is. So if you can reach your G mm-hmm. spot with your middle, um, a mm-hmm. a vibrator about an inch longer than your middle finger will reach your A spot. Mm-hmm. Tends to be about an inch behind the G. It's a little further back going towards your cervix. And okay. this spot this spot when stimulated causes um anal orgasm, causes your anus to contract. It's a beautiful feeling. Oh, oh Lord. Yes. Okay. Yes, Lord. Yes. yes. Okay, you, I okay, I king. know where you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll go to the king. I know right. <laughs> Girl, you make me think of that right now because I think when um I because I you know and I'll be the first to say that I have no issues with with sexuality if it's sexual that's that's human that's normal and and the other part is is consensual once we have an understanding that we're trying to please each other then I think you should go for what you know and what you've been told and anal sex is one of the sexes that I think a lot of black women say, Mm-mm, we don't do that. We do not do that. And I'm like, right. 
that that's they're not accessing that spot. That's they're missing that A spot. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to. That's the key from mm-hmm. from from reaching your your A spot in your vagina. It causes your anus to contract. Just think right. about that for a moment. All of that intertwined. Right. We are heavenly. We are divinely made, sisters. And mm-hmm. to limit your mm-hmm. body to this. Come on, y'all. Just the regular. Right. Yes. I, see, I think that's why some people are not having sex on Valentine's Day because they're not having good sex. We already have one caller on the line, and if you would like to ask a question or just say that you hear us and that you know where your ace body is, let us know. Last four digits of your phone number is 9928. Are you there, and would you like to talk to our sex goddess? I am here, and I am just. Um, listening and learning, but um, we are we just need to um, get it together <laughs> as far as um, couples, married couples, single, whatever. We just need to get it together and open up to um, you know get out of the box, out of the norm, and just like you got him, keep him like that. I'm just saying, don't stop doing. You have to go over and beyond because, you know, we wonder why we, quote, unquote, lose them to whatever. But if you do mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do, then they don't have to look for whatever because my grandmother always told me that do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Amen. my grandmother didn't tell me that. <laughs> my grandmother didn't tell me that But my grandmother did tell me She said you are not no spring chicken And she said listen Once you have those babies Your your body is going to change And you do the, the things that you do To have your baby change your body So your body reacts in different ways Now she was just talking about Because I was shamed I didn't even want her to know. I was good I, was good. I had been married and everything, and was pregnant and just didn't know how to tell my grandmother that I was pregnant. I was, like, tripping because she would know that I was, like, doing it. And she was like, girl, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, because after these babies get here, you may not even feel like, you know, doing certain things. And then, like, I've never had the sex talk, even to this day, with my mom. I just tell her some things you just don't need to know. Because I'm a, I'm extremely sexual. It is just, I think, a part of all of us. And I think some people's sexuality is just more tuned than others, just like our sex goddess tonight. But you say we got to get this bullet which I got my silver mm-hmm. bullet. Then we get us a vibrator, and I have mm-hmm. one with the little prickly things on the top. I don't have it with a, a G-spot locator or a generator. What did you say? A-spot. Okay, I, I don't have. I don't have. Right. And then you say a dildo. Now, the, now, I know this may sound elementary, but this is something that I think I learned with the beginnings of my show when I had my show with a, a co-host, a guy, he taught me what the difference was between a vibrator and a dildo. Can you please share that information with our listeners? Because some women don't even know that. The vibrator is just that. It vibrates. It tends to be smooth, though there are ones that have a dildo-esque feel where they have the different veins and so forth. The dildo is a phallic, penis-shaped 
um, instrument. Again, it has all of the veins, the mushroom head, et cetera, et cetera. The differences between the two is one vibrates, the other one does not. Okay. And one of the and, and I did not know. I'm telling you these men they know. And if you get one that is open enough to tell you some of these things, I think we would be more versed to have great sex instead of this mediocre sex and being sex buddies with people just to get off and you would actually, you know, be the caller of that. The glass that they're made in glass, some of these are glass in yes, the, the you know what they're made out of, what's the difference? Like, why would you want glass? The glass is smooth, so it mm-hmm. doesn't um, because the the walls of your vagina are not smooth. They are they have crevices mm-hmm. and so forth. And sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes with a um, dildo, depending on the material, these can these mm-hmm. can cause a friction in your mm-hmm. in your your honey box. We don't want that. A glass mm-hmm. dildo mm-hmm. is smooth. You do not have to worry about, you know, that friction, mm. especially mm-hmm. if you're slick. If you're if you're aroused, if you, if she's flowing, trust me, that thing is mm-hmm. going in there and it's shaped all kinds of witchy ways. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> It's going yeah. in there. Uh-oh, we're going to meet the king again. We're going to, girl, you're you going to make me get up the king. And because you got... with the glass dildos, mm-hmm. because I'm into, mm-hmm. I'm, also, I'm also, I'm a kinkster, I'm a, I'm a fetishist, so I'm into sensation play. So you take your glass dildo, mm-hmm. stick it in the freezer for 10 minutes, and bring it back out, honey. Mm. <laughs> for real? But, ooh, okay. So that's called a sensation play? Mm-hmm. Okay, what, okay, because I I have been saying for years, I actually was talking to my sweetie right before the show, and I told him, you know, he he says, uh, you need to get ready for your show, do your AEL, and I'm like, it's not that serious, and he says, well, you do, you sound different than you do um, when you're talking to me and when you're on the, on the phone, on you know, on the show, he said, you're orally fixated, and I thought, that, you know, I've always said that about myself. What is the deal with being aroused by certain things like that? Like, uh, do you think women are tapping in? Because I think I, I think I know that certain smells and certain textures do something for me. Like, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want a man that smells just like a, a bottle of cologne. I mean, I mm-hmm. like that, but it is so much more arousing for, say, a man to just have finished. Uh, you know, doing something to the car. And the mm-hmm. sit of man, man that's on him, girl, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it, it that does, or the barbershop, when they have gone to the barbershop and you can smell a little bit of that, um, I don't know if it's the stuff that they line them up with or whatever that is, that smell, mm-hmm. like I'm ready to throw down, not, like go get your hair cut and you come back, it's going down, you know. What is it with those types of fetishes? Do you teach that, or is it something that you have to discover that's already in you? It's already in you. The the fetish you sound like you have is called a fact of failure. It's the fetish. It's the sexual arousal from certain smells. I have it. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. There is um. There's a certain um. Lotion that my partner uses that I went and bought so that I could smell mm-hmm. like him. And I go to work, and especially mm. when I'm 
he's like, you know, I'm taking you to dinner tonight, so I'll take a little and put it on the crook of my arm and I'll smell it. And mm. I know I'm all jittery in the tummy and my spine, and I'll just be like, ooh, Lord, we might not make it through this dinner. We're going to go ahead and go back to the house, and I'll make you a sandwich afterwards. Okay. I'm not going to be able to get through this. Yes. Yes, so um, you don't have people to have it that. with leather. Yeah. People have it with, Ooh. like you said, with um, with the fresh, you know, smell of a haircut. With um, mm-hmm. yeah, with with all kinds of stuff. With with scented candles. Some people get aroused from certain the smell of certain foods. Really? Come yeah. on now, like that's just big girls talk. Because you know, if I <laughs> smell a nice little cinnamon bun. <laughs> I just get a little hungry, but I'm. I also, I promise, you know, I have not had many partners. I was married for ten years, divorced, and I hate going through that whole thing. I did not have an orgasm during my marriage at all. It was un, not until after, and I was in a different space in myself, and I was, you know, what you said at the beginning. My mind was just, you know what, that didn't work. I'm starting over. And I'm just going to let it, you know, I'm just going to let it go. I had mm-hmm. what I called a five-cent sexual experience where every, I, the smell of this person, the touch, the way he looked. I, and it's, it wasn't even somebody that when I look back now that I would have thought would make me move in that way. Do you think that women are, what are women doing to hold themselves back besides the imagination? What else are they doing to keep themselves from having an absolutely wonderful sexual experience with the person that they say they love? That's the biggest thing. It's their imagination. Mm-hmm. We are still, okay. it's, it's almost as if being held hostage, Okay. I remember when I first started having sex, which wasn't that long ago. Um, I used to think that if he was pleased, I did. I, I was good. You know, this this feeling right. good that it was supposed to be. Uh, okay, uh-huh. he felt good. He came. We must be good. When I uh-huh. started buying my own toys, which was at the age of about twenty five, twenty six. When I started really exploring my body, ooh, that feels good. Oh, that feels nice. Ooh, what would happen if I do that? And what would happen if I put these two together? Because, I mean, there are still women running around saying, uh-uh, I don't do toys. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Honey, let me help you. Listen, trust me, ain't nothing like the real thing. But my toys are a real close second. Right. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's amazing how, you know, because I was one of those women who said it's got to have a pulse. It's right. got to have a vein. I have mm-hmm. to, uh, it's got to breathe up top and then just pulsate mm-hmm. on the bottom. And that lock, that does, it locks you into only having a good experience with a live human being. And, and men, for some reason, think that we can just get men, just because we can, and I mm-hmm. I don't just want any man. If mm-hmm. I if I had to add something, it would have I would love a warm body, but I just go down the street to the love stuff though, and they say, "Hey, mm-hmm. Sharon, you back? Yeah, I'm back because I ain't got no man." <laughs> but I still have these. I have a build up of need that needs to be released. Now, why is it that we don't teach women um, how to? Do you teach women? to yes. 
give themselves orgasm or do you just teach them to relax their mind? How do you get them to get to that point? So first thing we do are I like to do mental exercises with women. I like to ask them, um, what's your favorite body part? Because we as women are still locked by this this uncanny sense of beauty, and it's still a size six, and it's still long hair down to your butt, and it's still right. you know it's it's we're we're locked by that. And now that it's not a size six, you've got to have this big old ridiculous donkey behind, which is why these women are on these tables dying, trying to plump their behind up with all this unnatural stuff. Honey, what mm-hmm. works for you? Because the sexiest thing mm-hmm. on you is your confidence. If you go mm-hmm. to my page, i got a picture of my legs because they are my favorite. Mm-hmm. They are my favorite body parts. So i got a picture of my and legs. They, 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 everybody, every man on my page is asking whose legs are, <laughs> whose legs are those? Sharon, where you wear those legs at? I said, you need to click on the legs. You need to ask her for her fresh. I'm not going to be selling my friend's legs around like that. They was like, whose legs? I said, listen to the show. You'll hear her name or click on the legs. I'm, you, you don't know how many times I've heard about your legs, child. Yes, ma'am. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and so, and every woman, you know, you all, we all have that body part that works for us. And that's where you start to build because you're going to build confidence in that. And so I say every day you look in the mirror, you look at that body part. If it's your back, and damn it, you find a way to be a contortionist, you get you a small mirror, make sure you look at your back. You make sure you compliment yourself. Uh And, you know, you get your bottom legs ready. Have mercy, girl. You Uh wear them. And soon you'll notice (laughs) the other parts of you are pretty. You know what I got? Uh My feet are nice, too. And that's where you'll start to build because when you start to love yourself, masturbation doesn't become a chore. Right. It becomes right, right, you right. loving on you. So you'll start touching places. You won't just run to the happy place. You'll rub your breast. Uh-huh. You'll rub your neck. Uh-huh. You'll rub your shoulders. You'll put lotion. You'll lotion yourself. Down. This now becomes you loving you. You find your erogenous uh-huh. zones loving you. And do you want to know the top mm-hmm. reason why people have bad sex? They don't communicate. Why? So now when mm. he's touching you, you know that, that 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 spot where your neck meets your shoulder, you know that gets you hot. So now you can tell him, baby, I like mm-hmm. when you touch me And men will listen. If you tell them, yeah. they will down listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, do you actually, because this is, this is the thing, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. I've been told that I'm just very forward, and and it's not to be like a brute type of woman. I just, I am. If I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna be in that moment, and because mm-hmm. the moment may never present itself again. And mm-hmm. if I'm willing to, you know, let you be in my space and in my world and in my body like that, then I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna have to talk to you mm-hmm. because you can trust us on me. Okay, that's how I go. But for some reason, women are so, they do not talk. Like, they mm-hmm. do not. How can you get in the bed with someone and you're not talking to them? You're not looking at them. You're not paying attention to the moment. Why do we cut out? Are we just having sex or are we making love? Because there's a difference, I mm-hmm. think, depending on the relationship. What can we do 
for the women other than I know we're saying we're going to, you know, be imaginative and then we're going to mm-hmm. talk. But, I mean, mm-hmm. is it just real talk, like, touch me right there? I mean, what? give me, you know, help us out with how, how to even say the that. Because some women just that- can't. Mm-hmm. we have to do is we have to take control of our sexuality. And by that I mean we live in a very patriarchal society. Um, mm-hmm. And as free and as liberated as women think we are, we are still playing by boys' rules. Like, for That's example, right. my, it is, would you say, do you teach women? Men learn when they're coming up and they are ruffling the little boys and they are tell, they're telling them, well, son, when you get an erection, uh-huh. this is what is probably uh-huh. impacting. When you get an erection, what uh-huh. happened? And I'm talking to men who have little boys who, you know, uh-huh. have had, you know, who have, you know, have been there, have had erections, uh-huh. and are trying to figure out why, daddy, why? What happens when this happens? What happens when that happens? And they sit and have the talk. If a little girl goes to their mom and says, mommy, um, when... You know, Luke is around. Something happens down uh-huh. there. The first thing we do uh-huh. is go into panic mode. We better not bring no babies in here. <laughs> that, that's not what the baby's talking about. <laughs> and we spend more time telling her why her body uh-huh. is reacting like that and how to handle uh-huh. the hormones and where, uh-huh. you know, maybe she needs to go and if, if these are things are happening and stop scaring her out of her sexuality. One, we're going to have healthy sexually healthy kids, because we're going to have kids that come talk to adults and stop talking to each other. That's number one. Uh-huh. And number two, uh-huh. we're, going to, we're going to grow adult girls who are uh-huh. confident in what is not only growing in between their legs, but what is going on in between their ears. But we are uh-huh. so, we're still so, we're still so geared towards suppressing a woman's sexuality. We are still under the belief that a man is in control of our orgasm. He made me come. Uh, no, he didn't. Lies you tell. Uh, he helped you come. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You right. had to draw him a map. You, and, he didn't get there by himself. And, and let me tell you something. Yeah. Haven't you heard the guys who say, and I've, I've had to stop them on the show before saying, you know, she made me come too fast. Uh, what is that? Like, no, oh, it was so good that I came so fast. No, no, <laughs> you are greedy. I think it's just that you're in a whole different, you're not participating. You're just getting. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're, yeah. you're getting in there and you're getting what you need and you're not paying attention to that woman because once you've had a lover like that and then you've had someone who will shut himself down until you get what you need. And then mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was possible. Like nobody told me. <laughs> nobody told me nothing. They didn't tell me that you could do that. Uh, that right. they could do that. I thought, just like you said, you know, if he ended up doing that ugly face, then we mm-hmm. we, we, we made it. And and I didn't realize I wasn't even having anything. I want to go back to my girl in the 228 and, and, and see how we're doing because I'm just, like, my lip is on the floor <laughs> because I'm about to push this speed dial button and see anybody can ride through. But no, I'm going to try Have you learned anything so far? Because uh, the the, the sex goddess has got me um, taking notes like I'm in fourth grade. 
You know, I have my, I'm just, I'm outdone. But we, we, we are learning some stuff tonight. Yes, ma'am. But I, I, I wanted to chime in on the question of, um, have we had the discussion about, first of all, the house? Um, the house, you know, the house cough drop. Mm-hmm. Yes, they will bless you. <laughs> okay. Now, if I'm clear, you're asking about the halls, cough drops, and oral sex, correct? Yes. Mhm. It's it's wonderful. A lot of people have no clue. They're so clueless. They call oh us. my God! Have, hey, you yes. pull around what and get some is, lemon honey. Mm-hmm. Yes. You want to get the ones that um that have the menthol in them. Um, because what you're doing is you're creating a what it does is just like in just like in the, the wall of your throat. It gives you that tingly uh-huh. feeling in in the the, the walls of your throat, it causes that same tingly in of um on the shaft of their penis. So that's why the halls work, the altoids work, the mint ones, not the cinnamon ones. Um, and any, you know, any oil. Um, also, if I'm not mistaken, eucalyptus oil works. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why did that? Why did that? Wow. I think it's either, it's either eucalyptus <laughs> or mint. And ladies, uh-huh. do not be afraid uh-huh. because it also works on your clip. Yes, it does. Amen. 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 I'm just saying, I if he, just a little something for uh-huh. you, this Valentine's Day uh-huh. kit, remember your bullet? We were talking uh-huh. about your toy chest, you put your bullet, you let him do the menthol thing on your clit, put a bullet on it, and see what happens. Mm. Well, huh. so you say it, I'm going to have to go back to the store, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go back to the store. Now, and, yeah, I, and have you know, fun I was, with your I, toys. They got wireless bullets. You going out to dinner? Yes. Slip a bullet, slip a bullet, slip the wireless bullet in there. Hand the remote to your man. Have fun. Yes. You you know what? I heard about that, but do you? I don't. You know, I don't have a man, and I'm pretty sure with all the talk that I talk, somebody gonna be trying to light me up every five minutes. If I gave somebody the remote control, you know, I talk, you know, but I, I don't talk anything that I don't walk. I, I will say that I do, if I, if I, I haven't been scared and I haven't been put to sleep and I haven't been shut down, but I have been put, you know, I didn't have to tap out once, I think maybe once, but the thing about it is, is there something that we can, you know, I, I can't help but say it. And, you know, I hope that people who know me in a different way don't take this wrong, but I just like penises. Like I love, I think it's the cutest little thing when it's nice and circumcised, right? You know, I'm a nurse by trade, so I've seen a lot of them that are just butchered. I've seen them when they're sick. I've seen them when they're manufactured. I've seen them as young as 16, and I've seen them as old as 100. So. You know, I'm not okay. really amazed by that, but when you are with your partner, 
to me, that is a focus. Is that wrong or is that right? <laughs> okay, so what, is what wrong or right? Like, okay, I don't think that I kind of feel odd about being fixated on the penis because I know that they have erogenous zones too. But men mm-hmm. are big on being sexually satisfied orally. You know, black mm-hmm. black men seem to be especially about that. And right. for some reason, black women's like, I ain't doing it. You got to. Like, you have to do that. And I would say I'm not pinky, but I think that I'm pretty good. Like, I feel that yeah. I am, you know, and I've had men beg for that, okay? So, I'm not, you know, everybody don't get the special treatment. I'm not saying I'm hoeing around and bobbing on everybody. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that that is obviously their sex organ, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I know what's important for me. So am I supposed to just focus there because, like, the ears and neck and all that other kind of stuff for men don't seem to get the same type of response. Because so is it wrong to focus on the pain? Just like, just like we're shackled sexually, so are they. They don't mm-hmm. know what their oh. erogenous zones are because they're so busy. See, they've been watching porn since they were 16, probably yeah. since they were 12. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody in the uh-huh. porn movie sucking on no neck and no nipples, so they don't really, yeah, they trying to get you to box. Daisy, right. I tell you, I tell you what you do. It's Valentine's Day coming up because the other thing I was going to tell everybody is that they need a blindfold. Mm-hmm. Tell your husband, your a blind, or your boyfriend, or whoever he <sighs> is. I'm, I'm about to paint a picture for y'all now. He come Ooh. in, you come, you come to the door, and you have on your heels and a grin. Mm. You tell him, listen, I got this today. I just need you to get undressed. Mm. And blindfolded, and you touch him. Watch his reaction, because now you've taken uh-huh. away a sense. You've taken a sensory uh-huh. deprivation is a mf. I ought to know because I uh-huh. sensory deprivation is something else. When you take away a uh-huh. sense, when you take away a sense, the other four magnify, uh-huh. especially the sense of touch. Take you a feather. Uh-huh. Take you a silk. You ladies, we all got silk bonnets and scarves. Take your silk scarf. Rub it places, see if he don't get uh-huh. the wiggling. Ooh, ooh, ah, ooh. And every uh-huh. ooh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you ain't even got to the okay. You still round about okay, the nipples. So. And he, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to tell you something. Men are, I don't know what it is, and maybe I'm just picking people who related distantly or something, but these nipples in men are, like, huge. Like, they mm-hmm. love their nipples touched. They love their nipples kissed. Mm-hmm. And actually, to me, that was kind of, you know, I, you know, I'm just kind of generic in some of my thinking sometimes. I thought that was more of a female thing. Like, I thought I was, you know, he was, that was something he was supposed to do for me. Mm-hmm. And I had a man ask me, no, I need you to put your mouth on my chest. It's like, wow. Like, that was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. They have just as many, many nerves there as we do. They just don't have all the fatty huh. tissue because they don't have to breastfeed. But all, the nipple itself, yeah. They have been. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got our bullet, we got our vibrator, we got our dildo, we got our mm-hmm. eucalyptus, we got our mint. 
We have also our hogs. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing that I did, and I'm going to kill myself. I want you to be careful with this one. (laughs) I took a garbage bag and cut it to fit the couch and just taped it over the couch. And I oiled that couch down just so that he could try to get a grip on me. And I'm talking about, you talking about a brother was trying, it was like in the Olympics. He was trying his best to get, you know, good traction. Because once you're full of oil and he's full of oil, and the thing is, is it was after a shower, so the oil kind of sits on the top of your skin. It really doesn't absorb very well. So, baby, it was a slippery, wonderful, amazing hallelujah. I was like, and it was, I think it was, it was the hallelujah. I think it was because he was trying so hard to get to me, and it was like a desire. And I, I finally realized that that's what it was. It had nothing to do with that garbage bag. He was trying mm-hmm. to make it get there. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to get there, but I was Next perfect, time, you so know. don't kill yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Use a rubber sheet. These are the sheets that women put down when they're heavy squatters. Mm. So you can find okay. a just about anywhere. Bed, bath, and beyond. These are also, originally they were for kids who wet the bed, but, you know, we can pervert okay. anything. So. <laughs> so get yourself yes, a rubber can. sheet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And put a, uh, put a sheet on over top of it and, yeah, and then slip and slide. That way you have a little bit of traction. Don't nobody end up mm-hmm. in traction. <laughs> the next girl just sliding all on the floor, just adding my <laughs> legs up. But listen, now some women don't know the difference between them having just a, a natural response of lubrication when you're aroused and mm-hmm. squirting, like you said, or having a, a real orgasm because I'm one of those women. I did not know that my body could do some of the things that it did in a different set of circumstances. And some women mm-hmm. don't enjoy sex because they're not having, first, they're not having an orgasm. Second, mm-hmm. they're not lubricated enough for the sex to be pleasurable. It's more of a torture kind of almost. And then third, mm-hmm. their, their, their mates may have a experience something a lot more moistured, if that's the word, than what you're getting because of the anxiety. What can we do to make sure we we uh have that the fullest experience that we, we can with the lubrication? Um, I know there. this this sounds mm-hmm. so this sounds so dumb. I'm gonna go back <laughs> but I have to keep saying it. We have to go back to the communication. First things first, okay. your your mental is your biggest sex element. So you should be uh-huh. wet before you hit the bed. He's got to say the uh. things that you like to hear saying. He got to, now, see, uh. I'll be on, you know, my, my, my partner knows everything to say. He just knows. But we've been together almost four years. So it, it's a cinch for him to, you know, get me from going to zero to 100. But, right. you know, it's like, you know, when you guys are talking and, you know, hey, I like to be, you know, I I like dirty talk. And I'm talking, like, filthy. Like, okay, I have a humiliation kink. So you you got, man, <laughs> you got to get, like, oh, oh, it's me. <laughs> 
you upset? Like, it's like I get, I'll get a little, like, but you're not upset, but it's just like I'm hearing, I'm listening for you to say something. What? Give me an example because I'm trying to see if, because humiliation makes me think that he's saying some things that might actually put you on, like put me on pause. Like what? It probably would. It probably would. The problem, the situation with humiliation is that it's got to be something that you're embarrassed by. Because it's supposed mm-hmm. to make you feel embarrassed. Um, mm-hmm. For example, if we are out, and remember I mentioned the bullet, the, the wireless bullet. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. out somewhere, and he turned the bullet on. And, of course, I'm not supposed to, nobody's supposed to know I have the bullet on. And let's say I came. Mm-hmm. So I came, now I've got a little wet spot on the black of my dress. So he may say something like, I can't take you no damn way. Now you, you done squirted on these night mm-hmm. while you furniture. You see this? Now, this is only going to make me happy. <laughs> now, somebody else is Right, okay. <laughs> Oh, and don't, okay. don't, yeah, I'll get called a few names on the way, you know. You just, you just okay. a dirty slut. Look at you. Look at you. I can't take you no damn way. I'm here with these nice people Baby. and you've been a slut. And I'm, you know, I don't know what to do except you hate me. Right, right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I also, I, I, I have I don't a, want yeah, I got a death of at kink too, which means I'm aroused by tears. So you know, if he can push me to cry, then we going. We might not make what? it. What? Wait, you get turned on by tears? Mhm. So like he cries? No, if I cry. Like so, if I if he can push me to you... cry, then oh. we're good. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't know, and this is how I learned that I had the kink, and this is so horrible. I'm going to hell for this. I've already decided. <laughs> I was going to laugh because you said, okay, go ahead. I already know, but, like, I would see people, like, I would see men on TV, and they would cry, or there could be a sad moment, and, you know, men would be crying, and I would just be like, oh, my God. For example. Does anybody like football? Anybody watch when Russell Wilson won and he was on national television crying like a baby? Uh-huh. God, I was so horny. <laughs> I was just like, that baby needs to stop crying. This is a shame. This is a shame. He's balling, too. And I'm just, like, crossing my legs. And, of course, my guys over there look at you. You're pussy wet, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Please don't address me. Because we're in a bar. Oh my. We're in a bar. And he's like, you talk wet, isn't it? <sighs> yes. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> see, <nowhere>. girl, see? <laughs> Listen. we. Let me tell you, I can't hardly take when a man, you know, and this is just real simple. I Something about mouth, a mouth, <laughs> teeth, mm-hmm. lips, tongue. Mm-hmm. It ain't even got to be. I just love nice teeth anyway, and I love a man who doesn't um, mind smiling. I love dimples. I mean, that's Mm kind of just what somebody kind of looks like. But when they bite that lip, girl, ooh, ooh, if he bites that lip, it's over. I'll be like, "Uh uh-uh, take your lip out. Mm -mm, Take your lip out. 
I have to pull it out. I do. I have to just pinch it back out because if you, it's just something about it. Like this is real good. It's like a, when you eat a good meal and somebody sit back and they say, "Ooh," uh, they unbutton their clothes because they didn't ate so much. It was just that good. When you're in that moment and you look up and he then put his lips inside his mouth and them teeth hanging out. Girl, it's over. It's over because yeah. I feel like, oh, you I done that. Imagine. I done that. Mm-hmm. You can almost imagine mm-hmm. what he's thinking. And even if you mm-hmm. can't, you can guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what it's I say. That's what I say. Are you going to give me that purse? Can I get that purse? <laughs> can I get that purse? Or maybe can can um you just stay? And I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I just want you to be with me. That's when you ask them right then, and you can get whatever you want. I right then in that moment, um, and and it is something about uh, them saying, and I don't know if it's the truth. You know, I I I was told by women and men, and I've even heard it on the show. Do not believe anything they say in that moment because it's just that moment. It don't it's not the truth. Don't believe it. But uh, this, you know, I really want a baby so bad, and I, I'm not going to get one. I know I'm not going to get one because I'm up in age, and I will not just bring a baby in the world just because I want one. But he knows that I wanted one, okay? He knew it. And he said, and that wasn't even supposed to make me feel like that, but he said, I'm going to put this baby all the way down up in you. And, girl, you, I was talking to him about 100 miles <laughs> I don't believe that I believe not to believe what they say in that moment because they have no inhibitions at that moment. There's nothing telling them to shut up in that moment. Uh See, when they're cool and they calm and they collected, their brain be like, don't you tell her that. Don't you tell her that. Okay. But at that moment. There's there are no there are no inhibitions there are no sensory blockers. It's like a drunk man. They say the drunk man always tells the truth. Your body gets right. your body goes into a it's called hyperspace. Your body goes into hyperspace. It's the equivalent of being high. Yeah, um, I believe. <laughs> Do you think that alcohol is um, best not to be there if people are having mundane sex and sex is routine? Do you advocate them to remove alcohol or to add alcohol? That's a fine line to walk because alcohol lowers inhibitions, which is great. But um, I would say yes, avoid becoming intoxicated because you still want to be able to consent to everything. You don't want to get up and go, what the hell just happened? And who the hell did it happen with? <laughs> but I, I say, you know, as long as you are able to handle it, a glass of wine or, you know, um, a, you know a margarita or, you know, a, a martini wouldn't kill you. Um, before I, it's called scening, um, what he and I do. Before I scene um, with my dominant, I, you know, he'll give me some alcohol because he know me. I, I, I have a food. <laughs> he stopped pulling out stuff, and I'd be like, "Wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we go? Can we go get that? 
Go get that glass of wine. <laughs> so now let me ask you know, this. Let me sure. Let me ask. Is this a brother? Is this a brother? Yes. Okay. Oh, chocolate, have you brother. ever? <laughs> oh, don't start good. Have you? <laughs> do you think that there's a difference between? I mean, have you ever been with? A man that is non-African American Because I particularly I'm just not even And it's not a shot at men that are not black I like black men I like black men Girl I I came into loving black men um, In a different way In my sexuality Um, I would say yes I've been with, with men who were black And men who weren't and there is just, I'll call it a different cadence. There's a different cadence uh-huh. and a different rhythm to our brothers. Uh-huh. That's not to say uh-huh. the non-brothers, you know, don't have it, but there's just a certain, there's just a certain uh-huh. rhythm to them. That is a, a good rhythm. Yes. A, a good rhythm? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes, okay. Because it's, a, because it's a certain rhythm. Now, they move I'm, with a heart. Yeah, they move with a heartbeat. I call it a cadence. They move with a heartbeat. Who? Like, Who, girl? They, they, they move. Yeah, brother, our brothers move like they dancing. So you got to, woo. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. Good. Yeah. Hook me our up brothers me move with a heartbeat. So you like, okay. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I, you know. Yes. Everything mm-hmm. they do, and, you know. You know they can't hardly do nothing wrong with me, child. They so, oh Lord, it's I just can't help myself, and I have I don't I used to feel apologetic about it because it seemed like I was giving a bad rap to non African American men, but that's not the truth of it. The truth is, I just like what I like, and there's nothing yeah. there's the extra something that they have that ain't mm-hmm. no other kind of man got that. They just they just mm-hmm. don't. Um, and we're going to go on and talk about this last subject because it's just something that's on my heart <laughs> that okay. I need us to talk about because I know you can help us with this, and I think this is going to help our brothers. I was hoping that one of my brothers would actually call in tonight. Um, they are watching Empire, and this may be the last month of Wednesdays. I might go back to another night because Empire messes me up. And so does the housewives. So, you know, I'm finally getting it together. But, okay, oral sex for women. Okay, I don't know if I'm just a thick kind of woman. I don't know if I'm asking for anything out of the way because, of course, I don't have this long history of lovers. And I don't call myself an expert with regard to sex. I just know what I like. Mm -hmm. I feel like most men don't know how to perform oral sex appropriately. And if their example of that is porn, I know they don't know how to do it appropriately. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about that? Everything goes back to something. Here's the thing. When with when men think about this. When you're with your dude and you just want him to feel like he's your king, you'll tell him anything to keep mm-hmm. him happy. He down there biting on it like it's something out of Krispy Kreme, but you, ow, ooh, ooh, but you're not going to tell him to stop because you want him to think he the man. 
So he broke up with this girl who got him feeling like he uh-huh. do with all of that, and he run up across uh-huh. the wrong woman who like, what the hell uh-huh. are you down there doing? Right. And he said, and what he right. said, he said, I ain't never had no complaints. Yeah, because she was trying to keep you. Right. I don't love you that much. So right now, of course, you know this is where the blindfold will work as well because uh-huh. he doesn't have to see you. This uh-huh. sensory depth lowers inhibitions. He doesn't have to see you. Uh-huh. Technically, you're not looking at him. You can move his head, right. you can guide your hips, you know, and he uh-huh. he will learn your body. He will learn what makes you tense and woo. Yeah, keep doing that. Oh, keep doing that. Yes, keep doing it. And it becomes sexy. You don't, I mean, you don't have to be militant. Please, Jesus, don't be militant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, make, him, make him feel like, <laughs> make him feel like, you know, this is just Right. The, 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 the key is to not make him feel like he was doing it wrong while teaching him how to do it. Right. Men, and, and you men know what? a big part of their egos from their sex game. It's unfortunate. Ooh, it's just not that. It's the <laughs> truth. Um, um, you can't be in here right now, baby. Oh, okay. I'm not done with this adult content. Look, she done snuck in here. This adult content, I'm almost done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 that's one thing about it. I know that they're in. My children are entering the age where the, you know they're just nine and ten, but they talk. They mm-hmm. they're exposed to so much more and so much different than I was at nine or ten. Mm-hmm. That I want to have them healthy, well rounded. I'm not gonna have people spending the night over here because they gonna have sex here if they ain't gonna have it somewhere. No, I'm not gonna be that type of mom. But mm-hmm. I want them to understand that what is what comes from the inside of them is normal. Okay, mm-hmm. I want you to know if you if something incites a feeling in you, that's normal, and I just need to help you place it and time it appropriately so that I won't go to jail and that you won't you know screw up your life or something. And right. I think that's one of the big bigger things that needs to be said because you are absolutely right when you said men are almost praised at how, just knock it off and learn you know, mm-hmm. how to get it done, and then they even think that they're doing good if we doing all this hollering and stuff, and if they ain't making you holler, I want y'all to stop screaming. Because, like, I, you know, I'm not wasting my juices and stuff no more. I'm just not. I'm too old. I really want to have a healthy relationship, uh, and I want to be a satisfactory uh, part to my partner, but I don't want to um, – but, you know, I'm not going to boost your ego just because all of them girls were telling you you was doing mm-hmm. something orally right. That they is lie. wrong. Like, now, I had a, a guy tell me that certain women you just can't because they're just too wet. I, 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 I You know, they they have too many secretions. There's nothing wrong. And then th- these men got in my head so that I had to go to the doctor to ask them, is there something wrong with me because it's just too much stuff down there? He said, ma'am. That's healthy. <laughs> now I am a nurse, but it's just something that you don't think to know about. And mm-hmm. you know, I've seen some of these videos. I don't. I didn't know if that was something I could teach myself to do to to mm-hmm. hold my fluids and to squirt my fluids. Is that something that no. you teach or mm-hmm. something? No. Yes, I wrote an entire blog yes. about it. I'm glad you brought it up um, because okay. over Christmas, this past Christmas. 
um, French scientists uh-huh. tried to debunk the um, okay. the phenomenon that is known as squirting, and they got together uh-huh. seven women. Now let me let me uh-huh. run that number by you one more time. Seven women. Okay. Seven. Seven. Six damn billion women on the planet. You caught together uh-huh. seven, and a, allegedly, oh, allegedly, they uh-huh. um, they tested fluid that excreted when they were when they orgasmed, and urine, and apparently it's the same fluid according to them in these seven minutes. Now I'm going to call bullshit. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm just uh-huh. going to. Um, uh-huh. First of all, it's seven women. Seven women. It is, if there's six billion people on the planet, let's say four billion of them are female. You're not going to tell me that seven women can even begin. That is not, that is a, it's not or a dot on a white piece of paper. That's seven women compared to all the women in this world. Mm-hmm. And right. how do I know they weren't all incontinent, sexually mm-hmm. incontinent? And how do I know right. that? What was the concentration of urine that was in the ejaculate versus during when they, because what happens with women who do not squirt, you ever not squirted and had to, and felt like you had to go to the bathroom? You you came, you uh-huh. had to go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. It's because you uh-huh. were supposed to squirt, but you tensed or you were dehydrated or something happened that you didn't uh-huh. squirt and the fluid retrogrades into your bladder. So you have to pee it out. Uh-huh. So now what's uh-huh. the concentration level? Because if the concentration uh, level was scant, that means that it just went up into her bladder and she ejaculated it back out. That, I mean, right. there was just so much not said about these seven women. And where the hell did you get these women? Now, these people these people were French. So did you get seven women out of France? What about America? What right. about Italy? What about, right. I mean, what about right. all of these continents? Because women are as different. I mean, just think about you and your seven girlfriends. You have seven girlfriends. Mm-hmm. They put y'all together in a room and tested y'all sexually. Mm-hmm. Just think about how different you all are from each other and then how differently exactly. you could be from someone like me. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it just mm-hmm. was. But, again, remember I said this patriarchal society we live in? They want nothing mm-hmm. more than to shame a woman in her sexuality. We done came up. Right. We done came up. Mm-hmm. And uh, y'all, mm-hmm. y'all done got beside yourself. So let me push y'all back down. Not, <laughs> y'all, not y'all jack in there. Don't know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty shades of gray and all this hit. <laughs> so, well, I there are a couple things that will help you squirt. The first thing is that you have to relax. Mm-hmm. You have, mm-hmm. If you tent, mm-hmm. you will not squirt. Mm-hmm. You just won't. Um. The second thing you have to be is hydrated. If you are dehydrated, you will not squirt. Um, Then you have to find which spot is your squirt spot. Everybody thinks it's the G spot, but for me, it's my C spot. My C spot's my squirt spot. See there? There you go with another letter. A, (laughs) G, and now we got C. And, And where is C now? Okay, your C spot is if you ever pulled back the hood of your vagina and you're pulling back the clit, there is a ball that's right underneath your clit. It's a little bulb. Looks like a bump. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's your uh-huh. C spot. Uh-huh. That's your C spot. Uh-huh. It's right underneath your clit, and it's right above the opening of your your vagina. 
You have to be real particular to get that, you know, to get to that, yeah. you know, like a concentrated, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and usually see, the tip of little your bit, does it, or um, uh-huh. if you have a Hitachi wand, if you know what that is. That's Hitachi. a camera, ain't it? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You don't know about the Hitachi, girl. No. Talk. Girl, no. The Hitachi was, um, the Mata- okay, let me just tell you what it started out being. It was a um, body massager. But somebody said, I wonder what would happen if. Oh. So it, it literally looks like a microphone. The top of the Yes, fin. I do. Hmm? Mm-hmm. The top yes, of the I do. Fin, I know what that is. Okay. It has two. It has two speeds, so one and two, and then damn in hell. <laughs> That's why I call it. And they come now. Now that we've perverted it to a sex toy, it comes with all kinds of attachments, so that you don't, mm. you know, so that you don't get friction burn on your on your nana. And so. Mm. That if you get a good um, attachment to your Hitachi, that can locate your C spot. And then they decided, you know what? The Hitachi don't have enough speeds on it. So now they've come out with the body wand, which is like an upgraded version. I think this has like four speeds on it. And uh-huh. so you can take you can take the plug out with the Hitachi. You have yeah. to plug it in. You can take the you can take the the plug off the body wand and use it portably. That's gonna run me by how much? That, I didn't see her. I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. Yes, I I love it. I um I'm into forced orgasm play, so that gets the job done. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Well, oh, let me go back to my caller before we end the show because I'm I'm. <laughs> Need a little glass of wine. How you doing over there, Miss? Parched, parched. Um, <laughs> you know, I I totally agree on the. You know, the the women need to stop lying by verbally responding to nonsense. And so they think they all that and ain't nothing. And then the next person has to pay for that foolishness. Stop lying. Stop saying. Oh. Well, you just need to go to sleep and let them know. Just go to sleep. Girl. They know they ain't doing nothing. Please well, and thank a, you. Have to take several seats. <laughs> it's a guy. He is so sweet and he's so, so attractive. He's a really nice guy and he is absolutely my type. And we didn't really hit it off. And one night he decided that he was going to come by and he said, I, I just can't, I can't wonder anymore. Let's just take care of this. Girl! He took his pants off and I saw that by Ina Sasha. I said, what is you going to do to me? You know, if I know somebody you know, I need to make sure that I'm not going to step on anybody's toes. I don't do drama. I don't share men. I don't right. do that because if it's good, I'm going to want to be able to call you back. So this girl told me, she said, oh, yeah, you know, we never went there. But, you know, I heard, you know, da 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 They've been lying mm. to this fool for 40-some years. They've been lying <laughs> or, or something wrong with me. 
something is wrong with me then. Because I promise you, I, I don't even think it happened. I don't think it happened. I don't even count it in my number. I don't count it because I don't think it happened. It was just like, and I didn't have a heart to say, you know, don't come back. You know, because, like, you wasting up all my juices and bears. Like, I got to say this for somebody that's going to really, you know, work with. Mm. So I'm going to try to say that ego. What's going on with you coming up soon, uh, Sex Goddess? Anything you want to promote here on Empire before we get ready to go? Um, Well, yes, I have. Um, please, please follow me at um, A-R-I-B Chase um, on Twitter. Also, The Temptress 21. Um, I have a big book coming out at the end of this month to celebrate three years published. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and um, I am also... Launching my pink universe um, line full of things for us divas, T-shirts, wine glasses, coffee mugs. You can find the prototype quite soon at www.arbchawix.com forward slash pleasured ink. Don't forget the D. It's pleasured ink. And that's all Girl, you finished. You better take all my money and have me tied at the same time. Ooh, I am so grateful for you answering to me on Facebook. We were uh, Facebook friends, and I'm so yes. glad that you came and shared your expertise with us because I'm sure that someone's going to learn something. Well, hell, I learned something that I didn't know. I got to find these other two spots, okay? I got to find yes. my, my C. And my and your A. wait A, my A mm-hmm. and my C. Thank you so much, Sex Goddess. Thank you so for having me. You are so welcome, and and I'm hoping that this information tonight is going to help somebody have some real good fun a little bit later on this weekend. We're going to do a little bit of business, and I'll be right back to you. Even though the Empire was born out of my personal experience and endeavors, the Empress welcomes everyone into the Empire. If you would like to be a guest, a co-host, or simply want to suggest a topic to be discussed, contact me by email at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. I'm here. I'm you. Let me tell you something. I'm out of breath right now because I am ready. Like, I don't even have my significant other right here with me. He's a long-distance love, and I I love him so much. I tell him all the time how much I love him, but I think that's going to change really, really soon. But in the meantime, for those of you who got your man right there and your woman right there, understand that it is just an imagination, a way to have a really good Valentine's Day. It's not all in how much you spend. It's not all in, um, you know, someone else seeing what's being given to you. And I know that a lot of that is going to happen, and that's fine. Like, I'm not hating. You know, I'm not hating. I really would love to get something from my boo, but if I don't get anything from him but his mind and his heart, then I'm good. Like, I'm so good. And and I fool around and find this uh, A spot and this 
east side, and we're going to start having alphabets around here. I mean, I have really just learned so much about myself, and there's not a whole lot that you can ask from somebody when you don't know yourself well. Like, I got to get myself so well known that uh, it's no big deal. There's no big deal to ask it from them because I, I know it. I would recognize it when he opens it up and gets it enlightened. And, baby, when I tell you, when I get this man in my arms, I ain't going to let he go be like, baby, you poison. You're bad for me. I clearly get it. I don't see how something good could come from loving you. The death of me must be your mission. Cause with every hug and kiss, you're snatching every bit of strength that I'm gonna need to fight off the inevitable. And it's a heartbreaking situation. I'm up in, but I can't control. You're just like poison, slowly moving through my system, breaking all of my defenses with time. You're just like poison, and I just don't get it. How could something so deadly feel so right? I'm not sure what to do. It's a cat 22, cause the cure is found in you. I don't want it, but I do. You're just like poison. My affliction, I'm addicted. I can't lie. Kiss me one more time before I die. You ain't right. Take me high, then that high. It's a prize in my body. Wait, 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 I'm alive, but how long will it last? Will it all come crashing down? How many doses am I needing now? What's the prognosis? Will you be around? Or am I just another victim of an assassin that broke my heart down? Baby, it's just like poison. Slowly moving through my system, breaking all of my defenses with time. You're just like How could something so deadly feel so right? I'm not sure what to do. It's a cat 22, cause the cure is found in you. I don't want it, but I do it just like poison. My affliction, I'm addicted, I can't lie. Kiss me one more time before I die. It's just not my body.
breaking all of my defenses with time. You're just like poison. 